See, it all started one day when I was walking down the street. I look left and I look right, thinking, how can life be so nice and gay? Rehan, Moer, or you can say onside, Moer, wow. with the hat trick in the 39th minute. You're listening to The Curse Cast with David Carl and RJ Montano. David and RJ will take you through the latest recaps, news, and interviews from around New Mexico United Soccer. You can shoot us comments or questions at The Curse NM on Twitter, The Curse New Mexico on Facebook, or email the show at thecursenm at gmail.com. And now a part of the beautiful game network and recorded from the studios of ESPN Radio 1017 The Team, here's David and RJ with The Curse Cast. Hello and thank you for tuning into the Curse Cast. I'm RJ Montano, joined alongside my co-host David Carl, and we got a fantastic show lined up for you today. New Mexico's own New Mexico United forward, Albuquerque's own Devin Sandoval, and his wife Kristen. Yeah, will be joining the show today. Uh, the first player signed in New Mexico United history. How about that? Yeah, fantastic get for us this week, and we're also going to break down that uh, that little win we had on uh, over the weekend. Was there was there a game? There was a game. There was a game. A few people showed up to Isotopes Park. Yeah, packed it out a little bit, and uh, we had a lot of fun. So let's, you know, let's let's get right to it, David. Five one yeah. over the Real Monarchs. So RJ, you and I sat in this very room last week, um, and what I said to you was, if we could somehow squeak out a win, whether I don't know if I said like a one nil or a two one win or something like that, that'd be a great result against this Monarchs team because they're a good team, regardless of, of what the finish looked like this past week. Um, you know, and 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 United did dominate the scoreline. Real Monarchs are a good team. I don't want that to get lost. Uh, so. You know, again, last week I said if we could get a one-goal win, that would be great. Damn, I was not expecting a four-goal win. Um, the guys really showed up. Yeah, they showed up. I have, a, I feel like I have a deeper voice this week because of all the smoke bombs we set off. <laughs> yeah, we got to order a new one soon. We're running out. Yeah, thanks to thanks to Santi Moore, we are we are quickly <laughs> running out of smoke bombs. And speaking of Santi Moore, Santi had a fantastic game, David. Yes, he did. Uh, Last month, the uh, first month of the season, was the USL Player of the Month and uh, kicked off his April um, by being the USL Player of the Week. Uh, and we'll get into uh, just how he did that. Um, but I want to start uh, with how things started in the match, and that was actually with a Monarchs goal. Uh, Jack Blake in the 16th minute uh, gets one quickly for the away side. Um looked like a little bit of a, a defensive lapse, uh, some deflection. Um, ball goes in off of a half volley uh, there by Jack Blake. A nice goal. Um, and and Monarchs are, are suddenly up 1-0 in what was a, a boisterous crowd to start. Uh, got a little bit quieter um, after after that first goal goes in. Yeah, they let a little air out of the stadium. I think that helped uh, the Monarchs you know, get in, get in the crowd. There's uh, more than 12,000 people there, so it kind of let a little bit of the air out, kind of got them in a good groove, but that, that didn't last very long. Didn't last very long. Eight minutes later, your boy, the player of the month again uh, in 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 what's the third month? March. March is the third month of the year. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. Uh, player of the month in March, Santimor, uh, starts off his April with a wonderful goal. 24th minute, um, 
kind of off of a deflection. Bees sends this one in uh, off the corner kick, deflects off a couple players, uh, two of ours, I think, two of theirs, uh, and rolls to Santi, who is right where Santi should be, at the back post, waiting on that ball. And it's an easy tuck away for him for his first goal of the evening. First ever goal off a set piece for United as well. I did not know that. That's good to know. And uh, about time. We talked to Troy uh, last week, actually. So we talked about uh, the talking Tactics with Troy event that we had. Uh, and Coach Troy Lesane talked about some things we're working on on trying to get those set pieces uh, to work for us. And and you know what? Set piece works. It's great. 24 minutes in. Tied it up one-to-one. And then four minutes later, uh, Santi ain't done yet. A uh, a much more traditional goal, I'd say. He gets the ball, uh, I'd say, at about 25, 30 yards out and, and dribbles his way into the into the box. Um, doesn't seem like he has a ton of space as he makes his way in, but what Santi does really well is make space for himself, puts it onto his left foot, and when you'd expect him to go maybe low into the far post where most players would, all of a sudden Santi says, you know what, I think I'm going to go top bin. I think I'm going to put it on my left foot, and I think I'm going to blast it and make it completely unsavable. That's what he did. And I don't think Ochoa was expecting a left-footed shot from Santi, and and you, you should. Santi's great going to his left, going to his right. You to be fair, expected. he's also great going to his right. I mean, he's got he's got two fantastic feet. I mean, if that's the thing. If you're Ochoa, you're, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't there. If you cover the far post like you would expect Santi maybe to go to, well, that leaves your near post open. But it is your responsibility as the goalie. I mean, the goalie's number one responsibility is always to defend the near post. Um, but again, I, I can't blame Ochoa there. It was a hell of a shot. Oh, Santi uh, created that shot and... and- I mean, beautiful shot back of the net. Yeah, that was it was fantastic. And again, it was it was off uh, another another pass from Chris Weehan. Bees with two assists on the day. Um, we'll get to something else he did here in just a little bit. Uh, but man, Santi obviously is is your man of the match, your Star Brothers man of the match because he got a hat trick. But honorable mention has to go to Bees. He, I mean, two assists and a goal. Um, his first goal of the season. I mean, he was he was feeling it. He was really yeah, really. Bees was was in in it this game. And then, uh, so that was in the 28th minute, Santi's second goal. Fast forward uh, another 11 minutes later, still in the first half, 39th minute. And who else but the one-man wrecking crew from Ordez, Spain, Santi Moar, with his third goal of the evening, again, the 39th minute. A hat trick over the, over the span, RJ, of just 15 minutes. I've been following soccer for a long time. I don't know that I've ever seen a hat trick that quickly in succession, Um it's called a natural hat trick if you do it in a half. I don't know if there's a special name uh, for one that's done over the course of 15 minutes, but Santi with his third goal, putting United up by three to one. And at this point, I, I got to tell you, the the stadium is losing its damn mind. Oh, it was nuts! It was going crazy. Uh, we could barely breathe with all the smoke bombs going <laughs> off. People are cheering, going nuts. Yeah, it was fantastic, was it not? And the thing that I, I really liked about this goal in particular um, is that it was a, off of a counter. You know, we get the ball at midfield. Um, I don't remember who intercepted the ball. Uh, it may have been Manny, actually. Yeah, well, I was going to say it was Manny. Manny actually, uh, uh, I don't know if he, he got the assist on that goal I, because I believe he, he did, yeah. uh, just kind of put a perfect ball for, for Santi. Santi played it off his chest. I think Santi, just, I think Santi might have been offside. You know, I think he was offside. I reviewed the tape. Yeah. I reviewed the tape. Yeah. It's so close. It doesn't matter. He, it's it, so it close. Counted. He might have, have been offside. We don't yeah, have VAR. You know what? 
We won five to one. Yeah, but uh, in in their great, fantastic photo in the Albuquerque Journal with Santi Moar going on that goal against Ochoa. Ochoa looks like he's had enough. Yeah, and and I mean, got to give a lot of credit to Ochoa. He's been fantastic. We talked about last week as him one, as one of the two key players for Monarchs uh, coming in, and and he's been fantastic. He's only eighteen years old, or maybe nineteen. I don't remember which, but he's a kid. He's a kid, and he's been fantastic. I believe it was him and Cody one and two for most saves in the USL coming into this match. Um, and, and you got to give him a lot of credit. It was a rough day at the office and you're going to have those. Um, but, but he's been fantastic coming into this game. Um, and you know what I really liked about that third goal in addition to being off a counter, like we talked about Santi goes around the goal. And the first thing he does after that goal, after getting his hat trick is he kisses the badge, kisses the badge on his shirt. God, that felt good to see. That was great, and and it took you were on the field uh, capoing, and it took everything you had not to go over there and tackle him, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was tough. It looked it was like tough. you did. They were, I mean, they were right there next to me. Um, they come over as they often do, and and cheer with the curse, which is awesome. We love that. Um, I'm the yeah, I'm there capoing. I I've got my hands in the air, and these guys are are all coming over, and they're all kind of dogpiling on each other. And man, yeah, I wanted I wanted to hop in there and cheer with the team, but I last thing I want to do is be responsible for somebody's injury. Like, I'm actually accidentally going to kick somebody in the face when there's a dog pile or I'm going to have somebody hurt their leg. Or I'm, I refuse to be part of that. Well, we'll talk about this later, but you were actually a lifesaver in this game, David. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Well, I'm getting too much credit, but we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. Um, uh, so we're done right there, right? Uh, no, not Patrick? even close. Not even close. Your boy, Kevon Freider, uh, says, it can't all be about Santi. It's not all about Santi more. And he gets a, I'm telling you, a dime pass from Manny Padilla. Uh, Manny is well outside the 18, on the right side, uh, a chip across the goal, right onto the head of Kavon Freider, who says, yeah, I'm just going to flick this to the back corner, uh, to the back post, and make it 4-1 at the half. That was in stoppage time, the 47th minute. Um, damn. Again, at this point, I mean, what what more could you have asked for? Four goals in the first half. Um, defensively, they were looking great. Um, man, it was, it was a hell of an atmosphere and at that point. And all four goals right in front of the curse. Which yeah. was fantastic. Isn't that great? All on the home side, just right, right in front of us. Mm-hmm. And I want to. I also, you know, we we overlooked this because of all the goals, and it's easy to focus on all the goals. Uh, but in between the second and third goal, uh, Monarchs were generating a little bit of pressure, um, and I don't remember who it was, but had a someone for for Real Salt Lake or Real Monarchs rather had a shot from just outside the eighteen, a curler toward the left side. Uh, so Cody's Cody's right, um, and he had a. Wonderful diving save, batted it away, uh, went out for a corner kick. He had a couple fantastic saves in this game. I think, frankly, in my opinion, this was Cody's best game so far. Yeah, Cody was fantastic. He he had those, like you mentioned, these saves, and and he was he was filling it. He had that one, I think, just the one lap, lapse in the first half, and it wasn't and really that was tough. It wasn't I mean, really that, on him. It was a good shot as it was well. A half it was volley. a couple defensive. So. Yeah, I mean, he was he was he was a little bit screened on that. It was a volley. It was a great shot. Uh, I don't fault Cody for that one. Um, but he was fantastic. Um, so that took us to the half, up 4-1. Uh, we're feeling feeling pretty good at that point. Yeah, I mean, I think it was at that point that it was going to take a miracle for Salt Lake to get back into the game, much less take this game. So, I, And I, I think everyone in the crowd felt it. I think the players even kind of felt that a little bit, that this is their game. They just need to come out and, and close out the second half. So speaking of closing out the second half i think this was the most important thing that happened in this game it wasn't santi's hat trick it wasn't b's having a fantastic game it wasn't cody having a fantastic game it wasn't even rashid uh who by the way has been 
I, I posted this on Twitter. I think his play has been criminally underrated since he came in. Um, just really controlling uh, the back of the midfield there. He's been so good back in the midfield and into the back line. Uh, he's been great. I think the single most important thing was a tactical decision by Troy. Um, we, as you're well aware, RJ, uh, have had a lot of instances where we've been fantastic in the first half and come out flatter in the second. Um, it would have been really easy with a three-goal lead uh, with 45 minutes to go to just lay back to sit back, maybe park the bus a little bit, and uh, essentially hope that you can hang on, squeeze out a win. For the first, I would say, 15 minutes of the second half, so from 45 to 60, uh, Troy continued with the high press. Uh, They continued to be aggressive. They continued to try and force mistakes in the back uh, for for Monarchs, and, and I think it made a huge difference because it's, it's really easy to come out of a break um, and have it shift in momentum. I mean, that can change everything. You know, you get a 15-20 you minute break in between 45 minute halves and it can give you a chance to reset your mind whether that's good or bad. Uh, but this team continued to come forward, continued to press high, continued to be aggressive and Monarchs were still on their heels and I think that made all the difference in the world. It didn't allow Real Salt Lake Real Monarchs to get back into this. So, I mean, they did only allow or, or only get one more goal. So I, I do think that's a slower first half. <laughs> Technically, <no. laughs> yes, but it's exactly what we needed. No, it was. It was a fan. It, yeah, it was great. I mean, we've seen multiple times where where we've had leads Where and opponents have come back. They kind of lack, lack off, and, and here comes somebody with a goal. I think the the just how well they were playing in the first half, it just kind of felt like they weren't going to give that up this time. Yeah, no, I wholeheartedly so, agree. And again, the, I think that tactical decision by Troy was was a masterclass. In the 75th minute, yeah. our next guest, Devin Sandoval, uh, he was he subbed in for Kavon Freider, yep. 75th minute, and it was just... Fantastic to see Devin. Great to see him back. Come back onto the field. Yeah. I mean, it was a little unexpected. It was very unexpected, not a little unexpected. And and just the the ovation he got from from the Albuquerque crowd, mm-hmm. the New Mexico crowd, to see our our homegrown product come back into the, or come into the game was was great. And, and two of our injured players, Kavon and Devin, both returning from injury, which is really really great. Um, and both of them making key contributions. Uh, let's get right to to Dev's key contribution, which was just three minutes later after he gets subbed in. Uh, he gets he essentially gets a break towards goal. Um, has a fifty fifty ball against Ochoa. Just outside the top of the box, so Ochoa can't play with his hands. Um, I would say, honestly, it's actually probably a 60-40 ball for Ochoa. More likely for him to get to it. But Devin hustles. Uh, Devin works hard. He goes in, and I would say they, they kind of split that ball. Um, neither one of them won it cleanly. But Chris Weehan, B's doing doing what he does best, and he cleans up. He's there. He follows the ball. He's there for the rebound, and, and he gets it. And it was not, even, even though Ochoa was out of the net, and Weehan has the ball, it is not an easy shot because one of the defenders for Real Monarchs is back there on the line. And there was another one on the ball. And so Bees takes the ball on his left foot and fires it from, I would say, about 15 yards out. Uh, it actually goes off the the head of the player who's on the on the line there and into the net. So he had a small window to squeeze that into, and Bees does a fantastic job for his first goal as a, as a member of New Mexico United. Great to see another New Mexico guy get his first goal. So that uh, 50-50 ball, too, Ochoa and, and Sandoval, they kind of run into each other right mm-hmm. outside of the box. And Did you I hold your know, breath? Uh, my breath was held for a <laughs> while until I saw him celebrate I, I didn't even wait for him to get up because i've seen him get up from injury before and play through it but right i mean it was great to see once everything was 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 settled down and we knew devin was all right that was just great to see and, and congrats to to bees 
Yeah, for his again, his first goal as a member of New Mexico United. That's great to see. Um, and again, he out after that ball comes off of Ochoa and Sandoval. Uh, Bees actually has to outrun the 18 year old uh, to get an angle on the shot, and he didn't. He didn't let Ochoa get in his way. He did a great job. So that's it's great to see. So final score. Uh, five to one. I would say that's slightly better than the the one nil we were hoping for, huh? Yeah, I mean, and it felt good to get a win like that. You know, just didn't no no pressure. We it haven't had one of those celebrate. yet. So it was a nice night. Uh, coming up now, we have Reno on the road. Yep, that's going to be a tough matchup. Yeah, I we I will say our, our schedule seems. And maybe it's easy to say right now, but it feels like it's pretty front loaded. I mean, we've played Phoenix, we've played Orange County, we've played Tulsa, uh, you know, and, and we, you know, we just just beat Real Monarchs. Those are all potentially playoff teams. Um, and right off the bat, you know, four of our first seven games. I mean, those those are playoff teams. Tacoma uh, is, is a little bit down. Um, you know, RGV is a little bit down, but I mean, we are we are playing tough teams, and Reno is another team that is potentially a playoff team. Yeah, right uh, now they're tied for fifth. They have nine points. Uh, they're going to be a tough team, mm-hmm. um, and and it's a homecoming for bees. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's it's uh we we've had a couple homecomings over the last few weeks. You know, Manny played at RGV. Devin uh, played yes. at Real Salt Lake and Real Monarchs, and now bees uh, at, at Reno. So it's 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 kind of cool to see. Um, these guys kind of going and, and playing against their former clubs. Uh, and I, we, we asked uh, Manny last week, and I'll ask Devin, we'll ask Devin this week, if that gives him any, I guess, extra incentive yeah, maybe to go out there and go prove there a point. Do something more, try to do a little more to, to you know, a set little, the tone a little bit. A little more. More. Yeah. It's a shame Santi can't play against Bethlehem. Well, I guess he could. There's one way Santi could play against way. Bethlehem. That's a championship. Yeah, and I don't think I don't think I don't think Bethlehem's going to be there. But we will. Hey, <laughs> um so I think unless you've got anything else I you do have, a, have yeah, one yeah. more thing. On uh the Open Cup was announced today. Oh, yeah. So can you talk to us a little bit about that? <sighs> yeah, yeah, we can talk about it. So we we've, we've talked about the Open Cup in the past uh when when uh Peter Trevisani was on the show, we talked about kind of how it works and and the excitement level for that. So the US Open Cup draw for the second round uh was today. Uh, yesterday, by the time you guys hear this, uh, and we drew Phoenix Rising on the road, which, frankly, I, I, I'm pretty disappointed in, RJ. Uh, don't get me wrong. When we went to Phoenix early in the season, we had a blast, uh, and it uh, ended up with a 3-3 draw there. The the fans were great. Uh, we hung out with Red Fury pre-match, and we had a great, a great time. I was really hoping, one, that we would host a match, um, and two, I was hoping... To, to get the opportunity to play against, whether it be like an amateur team or a semi-pro team, it's just a cool experience for those guys. You know, for those guys who don't necessarily get the opportunity to play in a big stadium, whether it be Isotope Stadium or whether it be, uh, you know, some other stadium around around, around the around the state. Um, I just think it would have been a really cool opportunity, and we support local soccer. We support the little guy, and we were hoping uh, to have that opportunity uh, to have a matchup like that. And and for it to be against another USL team, for it to be on the road, and when it's scheduled, it's it's really rough. This is going to be a hell of a week. Yeah. So within one week, for those of you who who haven't been paying attention to the scheduling, uh, within one week, we will be at El Paso. That's on Sunday night. We will be at Phoenix for this U.S. Open Cup match on Wednesday or Thursday night. And then we will be at Colorado Springs on Saturday night. Within one week, three away matches against two good teams in El Paso. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's it's 
even even it's it's those are three tough trips, you know, yeah, and it's it's easy. it's I mean, unfortunate. And even even the Phoenix fans uh, who saw this, I was talking to some of them on social media. They're not excited about this either. And and uh, the Rising is one podcast. Our friends over there had tweeted out, you know, these are two teams that potentially have the ability to to pull an upset on an MLS team in the next round. And now at least you know one of them won't have that opportunity, which is a shame. Yeah, it is a shame. And and for for Phoenix, that'll be three home games in a row for them: Saturday, mm-hmm. Wednesday. Saturday again. So. Yeah, well, and and in addition to again it, it being the opportunity to have uh, an upset for one of these teams kind of taken away from them, uh, it, it just it doesn't feel right um, that that some again semi pro or amateur team doesn't have the opportunity to maybe pull the upset on us or pull the upset on Phoenix. Like that's what this tournament is about. Anybody can beat anybody. Any. Amateur team, you know, your your beer league team, if they do everything right, could have the opportunity to beat an MLS team. That's the way it should be. And it's, I just, I don't like the fact that right off the bat, we've got two USL championship two U- teams. Yeah, and then there's several USL matchups. I know uh, Reno and, and Sacramento. Sacramento play each other, and I believe Austin plays Tulsa. Yeah, and it's... I- and and you know there's there's been a lot of talk about the amateur teams and the semi pro teams being priced out of this t- competition, which is again unfortunate. I, I don't like that, um, but I you know I don't run the U.S. Open Cup, so uh, that's just something we'll have to deal with. And what can we do uh, except for go out and try and, and win all three of those matches? That's all you can do. Yeah. So uh, well, this is some good news. Uh, this is old news to you when you're going to be listening to this podcast, mm-hmm. but Austin is coming off a one nothing win, one nil win over Phoenix. Did that tonight. just end? That just ended. All right. Well, that's so, man, Phoenix. I, I, what, what, what let's, let's talk about this real quick. What the hell is going on with Phoenix? I don't know. I, I don't have an answer for you there. And, and I how would, are they ranked fourth? Uh, they'll in the drop. Power they'll drop now. Uh, but I, and I would love to talk to our friends again over at the rising as one podcast about this, but I, I, when I was on the USL show last week, um, they asked, you know, is it time for Phoenix to hit the panic button? And I said, no, uh, I didn't think so. You know, they, they got their first win last week over El Paso. Uh, they had drawn four times, including one against us, you know, against some, some quality teams. I didn't think it was time to hit the panic button, but I said, my hand is hovering over it. After this loss to Austin, and I haven't watched any of it, to be fair. I don't know what happened within this, but an, a loss for this team right now, when they only have one win through six matches... I'm con- if I'm Phoenix, I'm very concerned. Uh, and that's not to say that Phoenix is not talented. They are incredibly talented. And frankly, I think they're one of the best teams in the West when they are playing their game. I don't know what the deal is. And and for, for Phoenix's sake, I hope they can get it together. For New Mexico United's sake, I hope they can't because I think they're dangerous. So uh, we'll have to see uh, moving forward. And um, we're going to play them two more times, once in the U.S. Open Cup and once in the league. We will do that. All right, let's take a quick break. we got Devin Sandoval and Kristen Sandoval Woo-hoo! on the other side of this. So uh, stay tuned. You're listening to the Kurtzcast. Looking for a great place to catch Premier League, MLS, and USL games? Star Brothers Brewing is your family-friendly destination to catch all your favorite soccer matches. Star Brothers is also home to your official New Mexico United watch parties with a Curse Supporters Group. Get 15% off your ticket when you show your Curse membership card. Star Brothers Brewing is located at 700 San Antonio Drive in the Northeast Heights, just east of I-25 on San Antonio. You can find Star Brothers on Facebook or Instagram or visit starbrothersbrewing.com. Watching the one-hit wonder on my TV screen Said how his good looks and his groovy beats are gonna help you move your feet 
Welcome back to the Curse Cast, and as promised, we've been very excited for this all week, David. Our special guests for this week's episode, Devin and Kristen Sandoval. Thanks for making the time for us, guys. Thank you for having us. Yeah, New Mexico United's first player, first goal scorer, first native New Mexican, first Lobo. Am um, I forgetting anything, Dev? I know you love talking about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's a good start. So we've got a ton of questions in. Uh, you know, before when we announced the uh, the guest who's coming on for each show, uh, we we let them know and and fans send us questions. Um, and we had a ton coming in for you guys. Um, the one that we got the most, several people asking. When you scored that first goal, um, you know, that is uh, a packed isotope stadium, uh, an atmosphere unlike anything the state's ever seen. What was going through your mind? What was going through your head? What was going through your heart? How did that feel? Uh, <laughs> there was a lot of emotion behind that for sure. Um, it was a bit surreal. I mean, there was so much energy and hype leading up to the game and a lot, you know, just leading up to that moment. And um, yeah, when it, when it went off my foot, I knew it was going in, and it was just like, yeah, I think I blacked out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't, it wasn't like a, um, I guess like a rebound goal or or like a what people refer to as like a, a garbage goal that we kind of get a lot of. Um, it was a banger from outside and kind of set the tone for our first few goals as New Mexico United. <laughs> was that something that made it a little extra special? I mean, it was a pretty goal. Yeah, it was. It was definitely one that I'll remember for for my the rest of my life um yeah that, that was a good goal I, I was very happy to start off uh you know our season in that fashion and um yeah the the momentum's carried on and you know i've been really really happy with how guys have responded and um just the mentality week in and week out um so yeah keep it keep it rolling i hope did you put any pressure on yourself to get that first goal because you were the first player signed? You're an Albuquerque native. You went to high school here. Everyone was looking up to you when 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 they announced that Devin Sandoval was our very first player. Everyone was so excited. So, was that all pressure on you, or was it just kind of uh, another day at the another day at the park? Uh, yeah, there was there was definitely pressure. I, like I, I really wanted to score the first goal, um, and you know, I those are moments that. You know, as a player, you know, you, you live for um, big moments, big games, because um, those are special and they're few and far between. So that was something that I really wanted to put on my resume. And what's it like being back home? Like, did you ever expect being able to play for, for your home team? Not, no, I didn't, to be honest. Um, I always, like, I've said it a million times, I always dreamt that, you know, there would be a professional team here um, growing up here seeing the support for Lobo soccer and then playing for Lobo soccer. Uh, I always felt like a professional team would do really well here. And uh, it kind of happened quick. Like I heard little rumors about it um, the off in the off season going into the 2018 season. And then a couple months later, I found out it was going to happen. And then, um, yeah, that's when Peter reached out to me and, you know, we made it happen. So. And what was that like? What was that conversation with Peter? It was, uh, yeah, honestly, I I just kind of took a, a leap of faith because I didn't know Peter. I mean, we spoke a handful of times before I actually signed and uh, made that happen. But um, you you never really know with, uh, with expansion teams, especially in USL or in the second division of American soccer. It can be... Uh, not good and you know thank god 
Peter knows what he's doing and he's, <laughs> he's hired the right people and um, it's, the, it's been done the right way. So, and Kristen, back to that first goal. Yeah. When you're, I'm assuming you're in the stadium at this point. Yeah. Yeah. What's going through your mind? What are the emotions for you? Uh, I was all over the place. Usually, I've seen a lot of his goals, so usually I'm just really excited. Um, but my first initial reaction was excited. I was jumping up and down. I was sitting next to his grandparents. Um, and then his mom was there and aunt uncles. We had a whole group of his family there. And then next thing I know, I'm sobbing, crying. <laughs> and I was like, who am I? What is going on? But I just know how much this team means to him and how much he's put into this and how bad he wanted this ever since we started dating how much he wanted soccer to be a part of, you know, professional soccer to be a part of New Mexico and the city to come around it. So it just, it was just bigger than just that goal. It was just everything coming together at once in that moment. And it, like, just for him, I was just so happy to see that. That's cool. And so obviously it's, it's been kind of a whirlwind. Um, As Devin mentioned, it's been moving really quickly. Mm -hmm. It's been something that has, has happened quickly developed quickly the teams developed quickly and again the club's done it the right way i mean has it been something where it's been tough to keep up is it i mean is it overwhelming is it exciting is it what's what's the emotion as this team has continued to succeed in the early going yeah i think um it's kind of all the emotions in one um we found out we were coming here i was all for it um i think when we started talking about it i was like a month away from giving birth (laughs) in Atlanta, Georgia with no family. So the idea of coming somewhere, you know, where my husband family is, um, was just awesome. And I knew he needed to be a part of this, you know, one way or another, he needed to be a part of this. And especially he's in the opportunity to play for the team, you know, not, not just be on the other end of it, you know, at the the end of his career or something, he's in, you know, the prime of his career and we need to be a part of this. And so, um, and to come here and see, like he said, to see what Peter's done with the team. We've been to a few teams, a few expansion teams, and this is done above and beyond. He's gone above and beyond what other owners have done for their clubs. This is an MLS kind of status team, you know, that he's putting together, which is what the goal should be. Yeah. And I mean, you're not originally from New Mexico, but you, you went to UNM. Mm-hmm. New Mexico, I would imagine, is, is like a home for you. For both, this question's for both of you. I mean, what's the homecoming been like? Obviously, we've talked about the soccer a little bit and, and how important it is, you know, to kind of develop the soccer here. But it's it's coming back to a place where you mentioned you feel familiar, a place yeah. where, where you've, you've had experiences, you've had uh, friends and family here. What's that been like for both of you? It's been awesome. It's a second home for me, for sure. I went to school here, played softball here. Um, my family loves it here. Um, it. It's a familiar place. The culture is like no other. You know, it's nowhere in the United States you can find this. It's it's original, one of a kind. So it's such a it's a good feeling. You feel at home here. For me, not being my original home, it's definitely home for me. Uh, yeah, same. I mean, it's all. It was a little weird at first to come back. It had been six years since I left. Um, but you know, it's all it's home, and it's always going to be home. So that you know, being around family, being around the people that I grew up with you know that that made it awesome um as far as as far as uh social life I I was pretty uh locked down when we got back I mean we have our baby um but you know I was not too too worried about anything other than training and getting ready for this year because if uh, you know, what does it mean if we come here and don't succeed? Then it's like, then it's a bust. And, um, you know, the most important thing is the team doing well. So, 
uh, yeah, we're still, still getting out a little bit, little by little and, um, yeah, and enjoying it though. So, uh, Kristen, I actually, actually, uh, you mentioned, uh, being out in Atlanta with, with no family and stuff like that. What, what is life like on the road when, when you're traveling with, uh, I guess building your family, uh, being with Devin and he's out playing at Atlanta in Atlanta or wherever else he's going. He's been in Salt Lake and in other parts of Utah. What, what's that life like? Is there a support system? What, how does that work? Um, I mean, you just hope the teams you go to, you have a good group of girls, a good group of wags. Shout out to my wags. <laughs> um, but, you know, so you, you kind of make friends within the team. And then we have great family behind us, too, who supports everything we do. And um, so at times it could be hard, but you kind of just get into the routine. I, I mean, he pretty much has gone for like a day, maybe two at the most. Um, so it's it's not too bad. I get my alone time. But, um, yeah, our, we, we have good support around us and good friends and family that help out. And so you figure it out and here in new mexico i hear there's a really good wags uh, uh yeah. support here yeah we have great wags here um great girls they're all awesome friendly easy to get along with and we hang out we tailgate together go to the games together watch the games when they're traveling so it's it's been great so that's far that's really cool yeah uh, Devin, um, you were on uh, Real Salt Lake, and I saw that you were loaned down to the Monarchs a few times. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've talked about this a few times on the show that you know sometimes it throws off the the, the lower level team, the USL teams, uh, what were we the saying? mojo, like, the mojo guess, of the yeah. team. Did you ever feel that? What, what was your perspective coming down from the big club to maybe get some minutes with with the other team? Um, yeah, you definitely see that when first team players come down to their USL team. That a lot of the time, a lot of times, the team doesn't perform well, and you know, more often than not, they lose. Um, I think my record with the Monarchs was pretty good. I think we won more often than not um, because for me, you know, to to come down, you're taking somebody's position, and you have an obligation to that team to those players uh, who are training, working hard, who aren't seeing the field, like you have an obligation to perform and uh, live up to your, your status as an MLS player at that time. So I always took it serious. Well, this is something that, that we've brought up to Manny. Uh, we brought up to Santi. We brought up to Troy. And I want to bring it up to you. We've got a lot of players, coaches, whoever it may be, uh, who were told one way or another that they weren't good enough. Whether again, whether it be Santi in Bethlehem, whether it be Manny in at RGV, whether it be uh, Troy in, in Charlotte, you know they're not given the opportunities they deserve. Do you feel like this team has a chip on their shoulder, and is that a positive thing? Because frankly, I feel like it, it fits the mold of New Mexicans. Yeah, for sure, I would agree with that a hundred percent. Everybody on the team has something to prove, and everybody's been looked over um, in their career at some point. And you know, I feel like. That was my whole story growing up from, you know, born here in Albuquerque and I always felt like kids from California or, you know, Texas or just the bigger, bigger states were getting picked over me. Um, and, you know, it, it kind of feels that same way. I still have that chip on my shoulder, um, especially when we play, you know, other teams. Now I'm representing my home um, and, you know, we play Colorado, we play Phoenix, we play Salt Lake, um, these teams in California, it doesn't matter who it is, I want to win because, um, you know, it's not just for me, it's for everybody back home. Did you have a little extra incentive against Monarchs because it's a team you've played before? Yeah, that that one was special also. Um, 
it was yes and um it was just there's a lot of emotion behind that i i knew the head coach i know the assistant coach but i played with the assistant coach for two years and the head coach actually he he's the one who who spotted me uh, when i was in college and told jason christ who's the rsl coach at the time uh, about me um so i definitely had some a little bit more incentive going into that game and let's talk a little bit about that game uh we did our podcast last week and i think my my statement to rj was man if we can squeak out at like a one nil win <laughs> real salt lake is i mean real monarchs are, are good they're a good team i mean they they weren't a bottom of the table team and to come out of that 5-1, Kristen, what was your reaction to, to sitting there watching goal after goal after goal go in? Oh, I was loving it. Yeah. I, w- I was loving it. I, um, Like you said, like there's a little bit of emotion that goes behind it. It wasn't technically his team, but it was an affiliate team that he played for. And so we really wanted that win. But to come out and bang some goals in, you know, I was a little nervous at first when they scored first. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, come on, guys. And then. You know, they did their thing like they always do. Yeah. So I, I was really, really excited. In that fifth and final goal, Dev, uh, Chris gets the goal, Bees gets the goal. Uh, and we love Bees, but you put in the work to get that goal. <laughs> um, it was a, it was a heck of a, a one-on-one. How are you feeling going into that? And what was the thought process as you're kind of diving in there? Yeah, that was, first of all, that was a, like a great ball from Manny. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, good, yeah. good vision. Um, and he hit it in a perfect spot. Uh, for me... Yeah, I was just, I was hoping I was going to get there before the goalie. And then I was hoping he didn't crush my right ankle. (laughs) (laughs) And thankfully he didn't. And, you know, it worked out. He's, it was a good goal. You know, he still had some work to do. Yeah. um, And he he put it away nicely. So what was the feeling like to finally get back onto the field after being gone for so long? Uh, Yeah, it's, I actually had a little bit of nerves for some reason. Um, which yeah, that was that was strange, but you know that's a, people it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it was just good to be back out there. You um, know, I was you know I'm just happy I could contribute to the team's uh, to the team's win. And while you were off, what were you working on? Was it a lot of film, a lot of rehab? What what was your emphasis? Yeah, on it was. Out? I mean, first just trying to get my ankle back. Like I was at every practice. I was watching every practice. I was doing my rehab, but. Um, yeah, the, you know, the, the process was pretty long. Like the next day I couldn't walk. I was, I had to use my grandpa's canes <laughs> to walk to get the, the x-ray. Um, but as soon as I got the, okay, that, you know, there was no, nothing broken, that it was just a bad sprain. Um, you know, I flipped the switch and it was just about improving every day and make progress. And, um, yeah, I'm, I was, I'm happy with the, you know, the progress I made and how fast uh, I got back. And uh, it, was, it was against Tulsa, right? Mm-hmm. So you did that. It seemed like the the keeper fell on you and it seemed like a really bad thing. And then you popped right back up and we're like, oh, okay, it's fine. And then you went back down and then yeah. you played some. So did did it just fill off or what, what was... Yeah, did you know right away? Yeah, I knew. It was pretty bad. Um, I just, you know, we, we scored right there. And my first thought was like, all right, get up so you could celebrate. Um, with the fans, um, like, and then, yeah, then I stood up and I felt a lot of, you know, I was like, ah, that actually hurts. So (laughs) I went down, um, I tried to, tried to run it off. Didn't happen. Got it taped, made it to halftime. Um, tried, 
tried again to run it off in the second half and it just yeah it didn't get better so was it tough in particular because i mean we have at the striker position we have two natural strikers it's mm. it's you and kev um and ryan's done a great job and and you know we 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 Ryan's natural position, he's better with the ball at his feet. He's not necessarily somebody who's going to go up and get the ball. We've talked about this in the past. Um, is there a little bit of extra pressure on you to make sure you don't get a knock for that reason because it's just you and Kev up there? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. All right. Um, I think you got any more, RJ? I have uh, actually a listener question. Um, Jeremy Hunter-Mio, uh sent in on Facebook. Uh United's had a uh, good amount of goals from the outside, from outside the 18. Is that a point of emphasis for the squad? Or is that just kind of just No, nah, I just think it's just happened. Just take people taking their shot. Just they get an opportunity and they let the ball, let it go. Um, yeah, just got to take your shot. And uh, Craig Buchanan, he, he sends in this to everyone. Uh, who are your teams? Who's your MLS team, your Europe team? Um, don't have an MLS team. Uh, in Europe, I follow Real Madrid, um, follow AC Milan, um, don't have an EPL team. Uh, so I'll get you on the Arsenal bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. You don't want to be on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, really, I just like to watch um, good soccer. Like, I watch soccer. I watch soccer every weekend, every day. Did you um, see the Man City Tottenham game? Today? Yeah, I did. That was insane. That was, that was crazy. That was really crazy. Yeah. Um, feel for them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm more more upset that Tottenham won, but they'll lose. They'll lose in the next round. Ajax. It's fine. <laughs> All right. Anything else, RJ? On your end? Uh, no, I think that's it. I think we should take a break. Come back with uh, we got a, a a game for Devin and Kristen that we're going to play on the other side. So we'll take a quick break. Be right back with the Cursecast. Looking for a great place to catch Premier League, MLS, and USL games? Star Brothers Brewing is your family-friendly destination to catch all your favorite soccer matches. Star Brothers is also home to your official New Mexico United watch parties with a Curse Supporters Group. Get 15% off your ticket when you show your Curse membership card. Star Brothers Brewing is located at 700 San Antonio Drive in the Northeast Heights, just east of I-25 on San Antonio. You can find Star Brothers on Facebook or Instagram or visit starbrothersbrewing.com. And welcome back into the CurseCast. As we've kind of made a tradition here, uh, we are going to be playing a game with our guests, Devin and Kristen. Um, this one um, is going to be our first, I guess, multiplayer game, you would call it. Uh, they're not competing against RJ. Um, RJ, you can't win this week. We I'm decided... a week off. Yeah, well, uh, you, you beat Manny, and, and we're, we're done with you winning games. Um, <laughs> so it's going to be... Uh, if you've ever watched the Newlywed game, it's going to be something pretty similar to that. Uh, we're going to have uh, some questions for Devin. Uh, Kristen's going to leave the room when we ask those questions. Kristen's going to come back in, see if she can get them right. And then the opposite way. Kristen's going to be here. Devin's going to leave. Uh, we'll have some questions for Christian and then see if, if, if Devin can get those right. Now, There's a new wrinkle to the game this week. Uh, tell us about that, David. Yeah, so uh, we're starting this. And we're going to do this every week um, where if um, our contestants, our guests win uh, the game, the curse will donate $50 to the charity of their choice. Uh, if they lose, uh, we'll donate $50 to the charity of RJ's choice. So, Devin and Kristen, who are you playing for? Uh, yeah, just found this actually. Sound like a great uh, charity. Uh, it's a local nonprofit. It's called the Off Center Community Arts Project. And 
basically they um, they teach kids how to paint, how to draw, how to play instruments. Um, it's an after-school program for kindergartners to fifth graders, uh, and they also run uh, a summer program. So I think that yeah, that's that's an awesome outlet, and I think it's an important one for people, for kids especially, to learn. So that's awesome. And RJ, if uh, if Devin and Kristen don't know each other as well as they think they do. <laughs> Where's the money going? I think uh, this week... To R.J. Montano's wallet? R.J. Montano no. scholarship <laughs> fund. Uh, oh, you know, I think this week we'll go with uh, the Muscular Dystrophy Association. That's awesome. All right. Really like M- the work they do there. MDA. Okay, so who wants to go first? Who wants to answer questions first? Devin, Kristen? I'll leave the room first. All, All right. right. Oh, so good. Kristen is up first. Devin is leaving the room. Ready to go. Devin is out of the room. We don't have the visual, but Devin is not in the room. So, are we ready to go? Question number one. Kristen, where did you and Devin go on your first dinner date? Where did you guys have dinner for the first time? Tacanos. Tacanos. Yep. All right. All right. Did you have a nickname in college? And if so, what was it? I had a couple. So I'd say Chris, just Kristen for short, and uh, Peach or Peach Basket, they would call me. They said I look like Princess Peach from Super Mario. <laughs> yeah, so... All right. All right. Well, and for our listeners that don't know, uh, Kristen, you played Lobo softball. Yes. And I do know that you had a nickname Mighty Mouse on the team. That was kind of a nickname that they gave me for an article that they wrote. So it wasn't technically like a real nickname, but for an article it was apparently. All right. And, well, Kristen was kind of a, a superstar athlete there too. She's, Devin's not the uh, the the lone athlete in the family. He's you got to talk to me when he's back in here yeah. because, you know, we met after I was done playing. Yeah. So he got to see me in slow pitch, but it's not the same. <laughs> well, so our next, our last two questions actually both have to do with your Lobo softball career. Okay. So the first one is within five, we'll ask Devin, how many home runs did Kristen hit in her career? We looked it up, so we know. <laughs> As a Lobo. As a Lobo. Yeah. Yeah, I would say like 10 or 12. All right. So, so we'll say, you want to say 11 just to be safe? Let's say 11. So uh, he's got to be within within 5 of 11. So, uh, all right. And then the last one, um, within 20 points, what was your batting average your senior year? 320? I have 363. Oh, 363. Wow. Yeah. It was at, at, at one here. point, it was at 400, and then I had a really bad game against BYU, and it went downhill. So. BYU, I tell you. They ruin everything. Right. Utah. All right, so that's five. That's We've got them. Oh, it's four? We had batting average, home runs, nickname, first dinner date. Oh, okay. And uh, the fifth one, what would be the first thing you would buy if you were in the lottery? A house. A house. Okay. So those are our five. Ready to go? Yeah. All right, I'll go grab, I'll go grab Devin. All right, so we got five questions. Okay. Um, Devin said that he could hear, so we had to walk around the other side and cover his ears. <laughs> Um, I didn't. I didn't hear any questions. Good. So. That's the important thing. All right. So you ready, Devin? Yep. Where did you and Kristen go on your first dinner date? Tucanos. Oh, one for one. That was <laughs> that, that was fast. Right <laughs> off the bat. All right. So number two, what was Kristen's nickname in college? Mm. She's just staring at him. <laughs> That's a good one. Some reason I want to say like. Uh, a, C A, C A. It's either C A or Deuce, something like that. Those were, but. So that's a that's a one for two. I don't. So we Apparently. would have accepted Chris Peach. 
peach. I, I don't uh, give Mighty Mouse. Basket. Yeah, any one of those. Peach, peach basket. Yeah. CA. I always heard CA. Some people did call me CA. All right. So uh, one for two. Okay. All right. Within five, how many home runs did Kristen hit her senior year? Five. You're six away. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. So we went with 11. 11. Yeah. She said Dang. it was 10 or 12. So that's okay. unfortunately one off of what we needed. Wait, wait. You said within five, right? Yeah. And you said five. Like 10 to 12. <laughs> we went with 11. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Fair enough. Fair All enough. Right. Uh, another one. Um, senior year again. What was Kristen's batting average? Within 20 points. Uh, I don't even know how batting averages go yeah. in baseball. <laughs> like, so it goes by hundreds. Yeah, three, 300, 400, 400 I'll say. No, I'll say 300. Should have went with <laughs> 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 All right. Oh, man. One for four. That's pretty good. <laughs> All right, this one, this one you're going to get. You ready? Your I'm, fifth and final question. We'll see. If Kristen won the lottery, what would be the first thing she'd buy? A house. Yes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Saved two. yourself there. Got two. <laughs> two out of five. All right. Still failed. Kristen, we're going to kick you out of the booth. Okay. It's Devin's turn. All right. Kristen is out of the studio, so we'll go ahead and fire these questions away at Devin. Are you ready to go? Let's do it. All right. Devin, who was the better college athlete? Between us two? I would have to say me. All right. But I didn't get to see her. That's true. And she but and she was the captain. Her team was okay, so it was probably harder for her. You know. Mm-hmm. I think she was I think she was good. I've heard she was really good. What do you think she'll say I think is the important thing? Because that's what you want to make sure yeah, you match. That's true. But I kinda want to get more right than her. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So you're gonna say you. Yeah. All right. Yeah. What is Kristen's favorite junk food? Pizza. Pizza. All right. That's two. Uh, number three. Who would survive longer in a zombie apocalypse? I think me. For sure, me. <laughs> okay. Who's funnier? Kristen. What does Kristen complain about the most? Oof. What does Kristen complain about the most? It's probably, David, I don't know if you're, you, I mean, you're not married. I'm so not. So this is the most dangerous question oh. ever I can come up with a different one. A married man. <laughs> you want me to, hold on, give me a second. Yeah, that's find that's pretty good, actually. That's, that's, a, great, that's yeah, it's a great question. I want to know what her just answer wanna is. let you know. So you want to stick with this question? <laughs> yeah. So just, uh, just be aware. What, what does she complain about the most? <laughs> probably my driving. And it's not even bad, but... I'll just say that. Driving. You know, I would Jesus. I would go with the same answer with my wife. Yeah. Better and I think I'm a sorry. fantastic driver. I drive like very pretty mellow. Yeah. Like I don't really I mean you're speed. a mellow I don't like just cruise. She just she she wants you to go faster? Like, no, she just like watch out. Watch, you know. Well she's California, like, I would imagine the California I know. cool. No, not so much. She's gotten better. But that at one point that was probably the main thing. I'm gonna go get her. All right, five questions. All right, we are all back in studio now, so uh, let's, let's RJ, get these. Do you want to read these back, or should I? Go ahead and read these. I'll, I'll keep the, the tally over here. All right. Um, who, you need three to win, by the yeah, way. Yeah, you need three. Three out of five. Who was the better college athlete? I would say Devin. 
That's there's one. That's an agreement. Yeah. I was about to say that's right, but I don't know the answer to that. I it's felt, an agreement. I felt bad saying that. He did. I he gave you, you some listen props. to it. Pretty pretty good, but I mean, Devin. I mean, right now the cookies Devin's saying it all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Devin uh, would right. So we asked, uh, what is Kristen's favorite junk food? Ooh, junk food. So, is this like just junk food? Junk fruit, your just favorite? Chocolate. Uh, no. Pizza? Yep. Devin okay. said pizza. So like food group, pizza, like junk food, like candy. Pizza isn't a food chocolate. group. It's or like junk food. I guess food. it depends on how much you have. Yeah. 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 I consider it a food group. <laughs> I mean, yeah, me too. It's All right. The, it's on the pyramid. Who would survive longer in a zombie apocalypse? Probably Devin. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, it's an One agreement more? again. I'm a picky eater, so I feel like I might starve because I'm like... All right, so you have two questions left. Uh, you need to get one of these two right to win. Okay. Question is, what does Kristen complain about the most? <laughs> In general or about Devin? Uh, about Devin. About Let's go with Devin. about Devin. Okay, about Devin. Driving? Man, he must wow. suck driving. <laughs> he must be a terrible <laughs> driver, Devin, yes. You know why? It's because like today we were driving here in the rain and it, we were getting off uh, Paseo on the course. And I took the turn a little fast. It wasn't even, it was normal speed. And it kind of like drifted a little bit. Mm -hmm. And she got a little scared. Mm -hmm. well, Paseo was backed up. We drove that same yes, way. Yes, we it did. Was, it was awful. Yeah. So uh, with with your ter your terrible driving has won $50 for your charity. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, guys. Uh, we, we appreciate you guys playing with us, being a good sport. Uh, and uh, hopefully uh, hopefully we won't cause any fights. It's That's a fun. thing. Yeah. Drive, drive safe, Devin. That was a good game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, go ahead and we'll close out the show. But before we do, Devin, is there anything you'd like to tell the fans, your family, people listening to the show? I mean, first of all, thank you guys both for having us. That was a lot of fun. Um, thank you to the fans who are showing up loud and proud to our games and who are repping the team all across the state. Um, it's awesome. And, you know, we as players, we feel the support and it really does push us harder. Um, and we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for, for the people out there supporting us in the stands. So thank you and uh, hope to continue continue the trend. That's great. And Kristen, you're one of probably the biggest fans that has the most involved, most at, in, on the line for the game. So do you have anything for the fans of New Mexico? Uh, fans of New Mexico, I really want you to know how much this means for Devin to do this for you guys. He really is here for you guys, for the state, for the communities, for the kids. He wants the kids to have someone to look up to. So if you see us out, come say hi, shake his hand, get a picture. He loves it. He wants, he's genuinely here for you guys as a state. So Awesome. Thank you, Devin, Kristen. We really appreciate you guys coming all the way out here. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, come back with the good, the bad, the ugly, close out the show. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Curse Cast. Looking for a great place to catch Premier League, MLS, and USL games? Star Brothers Brewing is your family-friendly destination to catch all your favorite soccer matches. Star Brothers is also home to your official New Mexico United watch parties with a Curse Supporters Group. Get 15% off your ticket when you show your Curse membership card. 
Star Brothers Brewing is located at 700 San Antonio Drive in the Northeast Heights, just east of I-25 on San Antonio. You can find Star Brothers on Facebook or Instagram or visit starbrothersbrewing.com. And welcome back into the Curse Cast. Time now for the way we end every single episode. RJ with the good, the bad, and the ugly. And as always, we're going to start it with the ugly so we end on a good note. What's your ugly, RJ? My ugly is coming from South Campus, uh, South Albuquerque, (laughs) uh, the University of New Mexico. Uh, You know, I don't want to crap on UNM. Are you sure about that? It's like one of your favorite things <laughs> to do. It is one of my favorite things to do. I went to UNM, so I feel like I've earned the right to do that. Uh, but we had a fantastic tailgate. Yeah, it was great. A lot of people showed up. A lot of people had fun. We had a lot of <laughs> a lot of Star Bros out there. Yeah. It was great. Yep. A lot of burgers. Um, Thanks to Star Bros for letting us use their grill, by the way. Yeah. Thank you, guys. You guys and, are the best. And, and Jerry. And Oh, my gosh, Jerry. Jerry Renau, I think we've given him a shout-out on this show before, but he deserves another one. Uh, so Star Brothers was kind enough to let us use their grill uh, so we could put some burgers together. And uh, RJ and I, uh, neither one of us drive a vehicle that is conducive to transporting a large grill. This is a big flat-top grill. And uh, I thought, oh, you know what? Jerry has a nice truck, a good truck. And, you know, I didn't want to inconvenience him, but I gave him a call and it was no question. Jerry said, absolutely. Happy to help you out. Uh, let me know when I need to be there and we'll get it done. So shout out to Jerry. Thank you. You are Jerry. the man. Dude. Jerry, you are not the ugly. Don't worry. You are not the <laughs> ugly part You're of the this. Beautiful. Uh, so, so great time having out there. Uh, UNM charges $10 a parking space and they are. On top of it, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. they they make sure if you're a half inch over the line, they're going to charge you for the next spot. Yeah. With that $10, the least they can do is get us some amenities out there. Uh, you're talking porta potties And they will not. They won't do it. Um, we've asked them. We've we've actually sent nice emails to some of the staff at UNM, and our response, their response to one of our curse members was, thank you for your email. It's the responsibility of New Mexico United to supply portable facilities for the events. It, we're parking in your lot, UNM. You and need to provide these. $10 a spot. I mean, that's, that ain't you cheap, You can man. provide three porta potties for $10 a spot. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the thing that, the thing that bothers me about it, um, in addition to us not having porta potties, is the result of us not having porta potties, which means people are just going to go wherever they and are. And they were. And they did. And, and that's disgusting. That's something that UNM should not want. I would imagine it's their lot. You would imagine if if I own a parking lot and people are using that parking lot, I don't want them to pee in my lot. I'm sorry. It's it's just it's just a sanitary thing. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my thinking on it. So UNM, you are my ugly for this week, and, and it seems like you guys like to mismanage everything. But the only thing you guys manage to do is piss me off. <laughs> Well done. Play on words there. All right, let's get to my ugly. Uh, we've talked about it already, but I think it's important, and that's that U.S. Open Cup draw. Um, it's, again, for multiple reasons. One being I wanted us to host a match. Uh, two being uh, I didn't want to play a USL championship squad in the first round. And three, and frankly, I think the most important in a non-selfish way is that I just I want the little guys to have a shot. And the way it's been priced out um, for those little guys, I think, is unfortunate and kind of takes away from the spirit of the U.S. Open Cup. So that's my ugly for this week. 
All right, RJ, you're that bad. Exactly. My bad is um, David Carl and RJ Montano predicting that the New Mexico United <laughs> Real Monarchs game was going to be a close game. Yeah, we were hoping for a one nil squeaker. Yeah, we Ochoa was bleeding goals. Michael Chang really wasn't wasn't much a of a factor. factor. He was not. He was absolutely not. You're 100 percent right. And and you know we talked about last week. Those were their two key guys, Michael Chang and David Ochoa. And United did a great job of taking care of those guys. Yeah, I think Santi Moore proved who is the best attacker. Yeah, I mean, he's now tied for the league-leading goals with seven through seven matches. Did you know this? So, Santi has more goals more. than... T- Santi has more goals <laughs> than 12 teams in the USL Championship. I did not know that. That's impressive. And he's tied with two. That's So, Santi Moore is... He's a one-man wrecking one-man crew from Ordez, Spain. And he is tied for 10th in the USL. Of team with with regard to teams, that's crazy. All right, my bad uh, is really unfortunate that it happened tonight again. Last night, if you're listening to this uh, on Thursday, um, you and I both love going to the Isotopes games. The Isotopes games are great. One of my favorite nights of the season, and I would venture to say one of yours too, because you're a real baseball fan, is Fifty Cent Hot Dog Night. I love Fifty Cent Hot Dog Night. I go for that almost every year. Uh, there's do it a couple times a year. I think last time I had like 11 hot dogs and got sick. Um, don't do 11 hot dogs, folks. Don't that's, do it. That's, that's too much sodium. It's too much sodium. Your your blood pressure will go through the roof. Uh, but anyway, so um, delicious. hot dog night, 50 cent hot dog night was tonight and it got rained out. My bad is mother nature. You have ruined 50 cent hot dog night, but there is, there is a good to this bad and that's the isotopes. Good on them have donated uh, those hot dogs to a local food bank. So good on the isotopes. That's for great that. for the isotopes. Thank you to the isotopes. And I know, I don't know if you've noticed this, but my my good, bad, and ugly often have to do with food. I love food. I don't know if food you know or barnyard animals. <laughs> well, barnyard animals often Our become food. food. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, by the way, speaking of uh, that, the the match that we talked about earlier, the uh, Phoenix and Austin Bold match, that was the the barnyard match, was it not? Yes, it was a barnyard match. Austin coming out. I think they dressed up Bevo for this game. And yeah, we didn't, out with, so we were looking for Longhorns on we'll social media. It. We'll find it. Did, we need to find a Longhorn. somebody take... Uh, I, I want to see all the animals that went, and, yeah. and I need to see a Longhorn. Please, let's make that happen. All right, uh, let's end it on a high note, RJ. What's your good? My good is... Uh, so one of our cursed members was not able to go to the game this uh, weekend. Uh, he was welcoming a son. Woohoo! And Jacob Terrell, congratulations to you and your wife for welcoming in a, a new, healthy, young baby boy. The newest member but of the curse. The newest member of the curse. Um, here's the thing that, that this is what makes it the good for me is well, I mean, it's all good, but his son was born the in, goodest in like eight eight something um, o'clock. But Jacob did not say, "Hey, my son was born at eight oh seven." Wayne, this he said, "My son was born." At the 57th minute. Yeah! In the 57th minute of the New Mexico United game. And that is so badass. We that should go so back. Cool. We should go back, watch the match, and see what was happening during the 57th minute. I mean, not right now. We don't do that right yeah, now. We don't but but I just it would be kind of cool to go back and see, all right, what was happening as as the little Terrell was born? That's awesome. And and we're we're so happy for the Terrell family. Congratulations, Congratulations to you guys. Um, and, and excited to have uh, the youngest member of the curse join us. Maybe yeah. maybe after a wait a little bit just to, yeah wait wait a couple of weeks yeah we don't want to be in, inhaling those smoke bombs right away well, he'll stuff. be lighting them he'll be lighting <laughs> that's them right just soon. give him time uh, my what do you got David my good uh, <clears throat> excuse me my good this week goes to our captain Josh Suggs uh, so in about the I want to say the fifteenth minute uh, of this match uh, we're all there cheering having a good time and uh, we hear a little bit of a clang. Uh, and we look o- we look at the goal, and a little bird, I think it was a chickadee, flies into the crossbar uh, 
uh, Real Salt Lake is a uh, Real Monarchs rather uh, their goal um, flies in the crossbar and falls to the ground. Initially, we thought the bird was dead. It flew into the crossbar yeah, and yeah. it was just. Done. I thought it was a bat. Yeah, we thought it was a bat. We thought it was dead, and it was just sitting there. We're like, oh, that's that's a shame. That's sad. But then the bird pops its head up. The bird's alive. Like, oh man, okay, okay, we got to get the bird. But the bird is on the field. It's not like any of us can go and grab the bird, um, unless we want to get thrown out of the match. Uh, and I'm there. I'm I'm behind the goal. I'm capoing. Um, and I see this, and and people in the stands, the curse members of the curse, are 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 yelling, "Save the bird!" Chanting, "Save the bird!" And it got terrifying. RJ, there there was a corner kick, and our boy Manny Padilla. Is I, I tell you, he almost stepped in this bird three or four times. Oh, because he's he's playing on the goalie. Well, um, Ochoa was backed into the bird multiple times. I was as well. I was positive this bird was going to get stepped on with cleats. I looked at I, some of our fans and I said, "Don't look at it. Just look away. It's going to be awful. You don't want to see this." And then the bird, the savior of the bird, comes, and his name is Josh Suggs. And Josh picks up this bird. With both of his hands, and he runs over to me behind the goal and hands it to me. <laughs> yeah, of all people, he handed to David Carl. You handed him. A... <laughs> hey, hey, whoa! I'm just saying, like, a- as if David knew what to do with it. There was a couple security guards there. Yeah. you know, handed yeah. to it. Yeah, so so sexy comes over and hands me the bird, and I was like, well, okay, you are this is a leader, great. I guess, <sighs> but it's great. We got the bird. It's it's safe. That's awesome. So I've got it in my hands, and I lift the top hand just to look at the bird, and of course, what happens? The bird flew out. The bird flies back to the to the goal. <laughs> The bird lands on the net this time, not on the field of play, thankfully. But the thing is, at that point, if a goal scored, it, it's gonna, gone again. the bird's going to get taken out. So I talked to Howard. Howard is the security guy uh, in our section, the left side of, of section 116. He's awesome. We love Howard. He's got a great goatee. Um, and I, I point out where the bird is, and I say, when play leaves this, this park, can I go over there and grab the bird? And he says, yes. Thank you, Howard. Uh, so I go and I grab the bird, get him off the net. And one of our fans comes to me right before that, and she says, if you get the bird, I'll take it out of the stadium. So I get the bird, I hand it to her, she runs up the stairs, and I assume gets it out of the stadium, and and, and hopefully the bird has gone on and lived a wonderful bird life. So thank you to Suggsy, and thank you to Howard, and thank you to one of our fans who got that bird out of the stadium. We saved the bird. We did it. As a group, the curse saved the bird. The bird is all of us. The bird, wow. That's deep. We are the bird. We am bird. I think that wraps it up. I mean, that's a pretty high note to end it on. That is a great note. Yeah. I mean, life-saving thank efforts. You, thank you, Suggsy. We got to get him on the show. Yes, very soon. Yeah. Very soon. Suggs, we're, we're hunting for you, so just be aware. Yeah, you're coming on soon, buddy. If, if you want to. I have no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're, uh, not, you're not required to come on the show. Uh, it's the hottest sh- ticket in town. That's right. It is the best... New Mexico United related podcast that airs on Thursdays or Fridays or Fridays, depending on the week. What a fantastic week, man. It's been a lot of fun. Five hey, one. Let's, let's thank a few people. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, Star Brothers Brewing, yep. your official home for the curse viewing parties are at 5700 San Antonio Drive. I-25. Did you get the address right this week? 5700 yeah. San Antonio Drive, right off of I-25 in San Antonio. They are spot number one, our very first spot for the curse parties. Curse parties number two location. They Woo-hoo! opened up last week. Rio Bravo, baby. 1912 Second Street. We had a lot of fans out at that location as well for the viewing party. Yep. Thank you to Rio Bravo Brewing and David Carl. We got a third location. We do. So this is brand new this week. We told you guys we were expanding, and we did with Rio Bravo, and we're expanding once again, this time to the City Different Boxcar. 
Lay on us, RJ. Boxcar, 530 South Guadalupe Street in Santa Fe. So uh, city different. A lot of New Mexico United fans out there, go uh, go hit up Boxcar. It's going to be a great night. And uh, so we'll have something a little bit different at each of these um, this week, each of the, the watch parties this week. Uh, at Star Brothers, we're going to have live screen printing. So if you want to be one of the first ones to get a cursed T-shirt, you can design it yourself. They have T-shirts, hoodies, baseball shirts with a bunch of different logos. Choose what you want on there. Uh, it's going to be great. And then at the uh, at, at the boxcar and at Rio Bravo, we're going to have the hat that I'm wearing right now that you can't see because this is a podcast, but it is our official curse hats. Uh, we just got those in. They will be for sale at Boxcar and Rio Bravo Brewing Company. Uh, they're pretty sweet. They're embroidered, not printed. They're real nice. Um, and those will be on sale as well, at, again, at Boxcar and at Rio Bravo. And proceeds go to help the curse grow. Yeah, get those get those TIFOs going. Get those TIFOs going. Uh, we'd also like to thank ESPN Radio 1017, the team. You're home for Lobo Baseball and the Dodgers all season long right here on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. And the Curse Cast is part of the beautiful game network, home to several MLS Premier and USL podcasts. Catch us on the BGN.FM you can also catch the Curse Cast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. And also, thanks to you guys. You guys have been amazing to me and David, and you've said a lot of nice things about us, and now I feel pretty. Thank you. Thank you, RJ. You are pretty. Um, and uh, we appreciate those five-star ratings. It makes Every time you do a five-star rating, it makes RJ just a little bit prettier. All right, David. All right, I think uh, a, a good, a good, again, a good five-one win. Reno this weekend. Let's uh, let's hope we come home with another Prediction. victory. Oh, predictions! Uh, to quote the great Clubber Lang, prediction: pain. No, uh, I'll say I'll say a uh, a two-nil win. Let's get another clean sheet for Cody. I'll say uh, a goal from. Let's keep bees on the score sheet, um, and another one from Santi. Santi and bees two-nil. I I say two-one. Okay. Let's say uh, Devin and Santi. Devin and Santi, I love it. Let's come home with three. I love that. I love that. Uh, three, we are tied for atop the uh, Western Conference standings right now. Uh, three would keep us there. You know, you never never know what happens with uh, with Portland Timbers two this week. Maybe it gets us there by ourselves. We'll see. Let's go home. All right, let's uh, let's call it a wrap. There, somos unidos. We are united.